This is episode number 221, and today I'll explain why you don't need training to be effective. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher. Each week, we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of Practical Christian training. Now, I completely realize the irony of telling you that you don't need training to be an effective Christian. After all, that's the whole reason this podcast exists. (laughs) But that's okay. Uh, Because here's the deal. Your tactical knowledge or your experience or your wisdom is irrelevant compared to your heart to serve God. You can have all the knowledge in the world, all the experience in the world. You can know every right thing to do at every right moment. But that is not what makes you effective. What makes you effective is partnering with God in what he is doing and giving him your whole heart. And I want to break down a a really cool story in the Gospels and make a link that I'm pretty sure uh, you have never made before with this particular person because I had not made this link until very recently at a Sunday school where this was pointed out, and it just blew my mind how awesome it was. All right, okay, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Let's stop stop beating around the bush. So in Mark chapter 5, Jesus has taken his apostles across the lake to the other side of the sea, the Sea of Galilee, to the country of the Gerasenes, all right? And when he arrives there, a demon-possessed man comes running out of the catacombs, running out of the cemetery, and, you know, submits himself to Jesus. And, and Jesus has this really interesting interaction where he sends the demons into a herd of pigs nearby. The whole city comes out and they're like so freaked out that, that Jesus was able to cast these demons out of this man that they ask him to leave. All right. So, so if you're not familiar with that story, it's a very interesting story in Mark chapter five, verses one through 20. But what's really crazy about the story and what I always thought was kind of peculiar was towards the very end, the man that Jesus was able to heal asked to go with Jesus, right? And he wanted so badly to do it. He wanted so badly to just follow Jesus and be with this man that had just saved his life. But Jesus had a different plan for him. Jesus told him not to come with him, but to go home to the Decapolis to share about what had just happened to him. How much training did Jesus give him before he sent him home? Not really a lot. You know, we don't really know how much time uh, happened between when Jesus cast out the demons and when the village arrived to, to send him on his way, maybe an hour or two. How much training was Jesus able to give this person before he sent him off with this mission to reach cities of people? And not just cities of people that are familiar with God and and would be able to understand Jesus as the Messiah figure, right? He's sending them back to this notoriously pagan area to tell people about a Jewish guy who is actually God. So you think that might be a tough sell. You might need some extra help to be able to be effective in doing that. But Jesus didn't give him that training. He said, just go and share what you have. And whenever I read this story before, I always wondered, how did he do? How did this man, this man who had previously been possessed by legion, literally a legion of demons, how did he do? Well, 
Skip ahead to Mark chapter 8, verse 1. So Jesus does a miracle in Mark chapter 8, but what's really peculiar is where he does it. So before Mark chapter 8, we get the setting for this story. And in chapter 7, verse 31, talking about Jesus, he said, Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. This is the only other time in the Gospels where the Decapolis is mentioned. The first time is when the man that was demon-possessed went to the Decapolis to share about what Jesus had did, had done for him. This is the second time. All right, now skip to uh, chapter 8, verse 1. Right? In those days when a great crowd had gathered, they had nothing to eat. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, how can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, how many loaves do you have? They said seven. And then Jesus went on to bless the loaves, break them into pieces and feed 4,000 people. 4,000 people. Jesus fed in this miracle, in this region of the Decapolis. How do you think these people, these non-Jewish pagans, knew about Jesus? The guy told him. Legion, the person formerly known as Legion, told them. He did go back to the Decapolis. He did share what Jesus had done for him. And the people were so amazed and so impacted by his story that when Jesus came back into that region, they flocked to him. And Jesus was able to teach them, he was able to heal them, and invest in them. All because this man, who had no training or very little formal training, shared his heart. So, what does this mean for us? How do we apply this to our lives? Well, it's very easy to overemphasize how important we are in this whole process of being disciples and sharing our faith and investing in people. It's very easy to overemphasize how important we are and, and really even make God irrelevant in a lot of our ministry efforts, right? We plan it to the T, to the last minute detail, and then there's no room for God to do his thing. And here's the deal. God is in the business of transforming lives and transforming hearts. It's something he is exceedingly good at, better than anyone on the planet. Which is why an expert that tries to do everything himself will fail in comparison to a novice with a heart to serve and glorify God. I don't know many people that have ha- that had the impact that this untrained, zealous man had. And he didn't have the training. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't do an internship. He wasn't in the full-time ministry, right? This untrained, zealous man whose life had been transformed by God change the lives of more people than most of us ever will, right? So at the end of the day, godly training is important. It's important to constantly work on yourself, constantly learn, but it is not the end-all be-all. Start first with your heart. Make sure that you are partnering with God and doing what he is doing. And then, then God will start to use us to make the impact that we all desire. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to these episodes. It means the world to me. Uh, If you like this podcast, please consider leaving a review if you have already. Thank you so much. 
And a special shout out to all of my patrons who help keep this podcast ad free. And if you learned something new in this episode, which I'm sure that you have, please pass it along to someone else, someone else that you think would benefit from listening to it. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.